Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy St. James. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. Well, y'all, we're wrapping it up. Monster Spotlight hits episode 10, and we're going to cap it off with a fox. Jim, what does the Koriki fox say? Uh, what does it say? Like the song. It says, give me your beats. Get it? Beats? Because foxes eat beats. Beats. Oh. Is that- no, no. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what don't that know. is. I don't know what that is. But the Tariki fox is a larger and deadlier version of its common cousin, a normal fox. and looks Which very was going to be my first question. It looks just like There's a fox. There's got to be a relation. They're bigger, though. Fox are small creatures. The Tariki fox is a medium-sized creature, and it is an aberration. The biggest difference, apart from their size, is the hands and feet, which are very similar to small humanoid hands. This gives the Tariki fox a distinct advantage over many animals sharing the same habitat and gives it the ability to wield small weapons. They have a pretty good intelligence for an animal, but they're not an animal. They're, they're an aberration. At five, that's not the type of intelligence where you can speak languages or anything, but you can use tools. So the Tariki box, if they get their hands on small daggers and any kind of really daggers or small weapons like that, they can wield them. They don't tend to wield swords or anything, but, you know, that's up to you if you want to use them in that way. Maybe a short sword would be where I'd limit it because they're not very strong and they don't like that big bulky stuff that they would... They would probably save your sword if they were to kill you and take it. If you had a sword, they'd probably keep it, but uh, doubtful they would use it. They are magical in nature. Uh, many stories go around, and some people believe that these creatures were intentionally modified by powerful entities in order to act as guardians in woodland environments. But that's just not true. Being as clever and mischievous as they are, a Tariki fox simply will not cooperate or follow orders or do anyone's bidding. They're just, um, they're their own people. They're social. They're very social creatures. And they often maintain families between three and six members. And they'll go to great lengths to protect their lairs. Solitary Tariki foxes are also common and just as territorial. Just as territory. So they're friendly in nature for the most part. Like a regular fox, they're scampy. Maybe they're interested in what's going on. They they are scampy in nature. They the Tariki fox actually means uh, fox who takes in the language of Leao in the kingdom. And so in, they're assholes. That, <laughs> they are little thieves. They they will um, they can actually mimic humanoid voices. Very similar to a Kenku. It's funny because I made the Tariki Fox long before I ever knew what a Kenku was. I don't even know if a Kenku was a thing when I made the Tariki Fox quite some time ago. Uh, There is another creature that I don't remember the name of that had this ability to mimic voices, but it was much more powerful than the Tariki Fox. In 3rd edition, I I think it's a creature that's not even in 5th edition. So 
I thought that was really cool and I wanted it to be more common and a lower challenge rating. So I gave the Tariki Fox the ability to mimic humanoid voices. It can't really speak any languages and it might not even understand a lot of the words it's saying. But it's like a parrot. It'll repeat phrases in which it's heard <clears throat> in order to separate victims from their party into a deadly trap. If confronted with more than one attacker, it will do anything and everything possible to get away. Um, they tend to prefer small, helpless prey. And in Kyoden, the, the place where they're, they're from, and Leao, Tariki Fox are notorious for hunting and killing its favorite meal, the sacred macaque. In Leao and in um, Kyoden, they hold those, these little, I don't know if you know what a macaque is, but they're little monkeys. They're just little, small, cute monkeys. And in that society, they view them as uh, spiritual beings that are almost guardians of, of the world that we live in. And so they worship these little creatures and allow them to run rampant through their streets. But the Tariki fox love them because they're, they're foot-tall little monkeys and they'll just kill a few of them, take them with them, and they've got lunch, breakfast, and dinner. But So, I mean... Even with the, you said like the mimicking of voices, like it's not to be insinuous. Like it just feels like it's again, just kind of like a scampy, fun nature. It's, it's of tricky. There, it's there's no uh, there's no doubt. I chose the name Tariki Fox because it sounds like tricky, and the fact that it means to take uh, also helps out. That so you know it really it really fit this creature. But they aren't intelligent. They are, they're just, they're like a normal fox. They just take, they will scavenge. They will, they only really hunt if they consider their target easy. Like this is a win for sure. It's 100% I'm not going to get hurt. Like a child, these little macaques, other small woodland creatures. And they will also want it to be a delicacy like those things. So they're not necessarily going to come after the fighter of the group and try to separate you away. They're, they really only fool with small things, very small things. And it's difficult to tell the Tariki fox apart from a normal fox at a distance. The big things that give it away are its size. So if you have a point of reference, the further away it is, the more difficult that point of reference becomes. So the more they just look like a regular fox. Even up close, they're still very, very similar looking to a fox, except for with those little humanoid hands at the end of each of their legs. They, they get to wield small weapons as well, so they can get multi-attack if they have weapons. Otherwise, they're not going to try to punch you. That's not the type of creature they are. They will bite you, so they can always bite you. And if they have a dagger, they can also attack you with that dagger. And if they have two daggers, they can choose bite dagger or dagger dagger. They actually also have the counter-strike ability, which is a reaction. If only one enemy is threatening a Tariki Fox and that enemy lands a successful melee attack against the Tariki Fox, it may use its reaction to use a melee attack against that opponent. So they can then again bite back or strike back with a dagger. So they have a lot of attacks that they can get to. And being that they're magical creatures, having magic resistance, they get advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects, they can be pretty deadly pretty quick if it's a low-level group. They are only a challenge rating of 2, 
but a well-organized group can hunt down and kill a Cherokee fox with relative ease. I, I yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like, and we've I feel like we've had a couple of like this where it's like these things aren't provoking. They're not looking for revenge other than the um oh what was it two was it the sing sing were like very vengeful looking creatures was it the sing sing yeah i think it was that yeah they lived no it was not no it was the things that they fought yeah these aren't like that they're not in any way they're almost animal pretty much yeah so that's what i was gonna say like i feel like this kind of creature needs to be provoked for any sort of interaction for the most well for the most part because okay yeah and it's not and if you provoke it and it thinks it's outnumbered now it's a formidable opponent with 54 hit points and a 15 ac there's no doubt with that magic resistance and multi-attack it's it's pretty um it's pretty tough and if it gets most second level characters one-on-one that is a lot to handle very quickly with that high dexterity, high chance to hit, a decent amount of damage. So with that being said, that's the only time it's ever going to fight is if it really, really, truly feels it has an advantage. So provoking it is not even the thing to do. So that was gonna, that's the question I was leading to. Like, How does this fit into a campaign? Because this, feel, this creature feels like it's a very invasive uh, or non-invasive. So, no, it's invasive in the fact that it's like a fox or it's also like a raccoon. If you have fox or raccoon in your area, then you'll know they get into your trash. They get into your garden. They get into your food stores. And what they what they don't take is spilled everywhere or dug up or ruined. And they'll do it again and again. You put a fence up, they find a way. The Tariki fox is a fox on steroids that's what a regular fox does now you put a fence with a lock on it the tariki fox has fingers and thumbs they're gonna figure it out they can figure out ways they can learn to use lock picks they really can now that's that's not to say that all tariki fox are that clever they live between anywhere from between three and twelve years living in the wild mostly i say three to twelve it seems like a big span, but in areas where they're a pest, people in those cities actively hunt them down to kill because they're killing the sacred animal of the area, the macaque, which is a sweet little creature that's embodying the spirit of your god. That's enough right there to put a Tariki fox sentenced to death. And so, or they dig up your garden. How many times are you going to let a stupid fox dig up your garden before you want to go out there and just kill it it, de- it depends once. if you have yeah <laughs> once now you you'll even have people who are sympathetic to the tariki fox and just like anywhere else you shouldn't kill that animal it's only just trying like you said it's just trying to live it's if it had enough food it wouldn't try to steal yours like i feel and again like i feel like that's yeah that's most that's most animals like i feel like that's a very understandable trait amongst, like, you shouldn't have to be able to teach that. That's something you should know going in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And most animals, like a normal fox or crows in the garden, it's simple enough. You put up a scarecrow or you put a fence up and your problem is solved. You can take care of it with relative ease. But the Tariki fox, it's not so easy. Tariki fox get 
boxes get called all sorts of bad names in the communities that they that they infiltrate and if they're in great numbers or they come in and they they have a, a a season where a lot of their pups survive and are actively seeking mates and need to feed and feed new litters of they have litters between um three to six or even eight pups and so they're going to be trying to feed those things and if they have a particularly active couple of years and they get bad in an area believe you me at low levels the tariki fox is something that's going to be on the adventure board if they are in those areas you're going to see that in kyoden in any small town in kyoden you're going to see that in cities in Laos, and you can see it really in other places too because these things can live in any climate they are suited they have a thick heavy coat that they will shed when it gets hot and it'll come right back if it gets cold just like a normal fox they don't tend to like super cold climates as well they don't they won't thrive there mostly because there aren't as many other creature creatures cultivating the land growing crops for them to steal um, or in jungle regions it might be difficult for them to live because they're not that big they are very clever uh, they're swift they've got a good movement they've got a good climb score but in areas where there might be uh, like a dendrican or a frost drake or a jungle dragon, anything like that, you start to see those larger animals just running Threaky Fox out. So they like being mostly, you'll find them closer to humans, where humans just absolute, absolutely will not stand for jungle drakes to be too close to the city. They will do anything in their power to keep jungle drakes away. So that being said, the Tariki Fox easily slips in and becomes the the primary, uh, the top of the food chain kind of animal pretty quickly because they are so smart and because they have those opposable thumbs and they are so clever. Thumbs still scare me. That's just <laughs> anything with thumbs just doesn't bode well for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't like it. I really I don't. don't. Like I really it. don't. It, it, just, it, it, just... it totally terrifies me because it's like that whole idea of like, like it reminds me of like in Jurassic Park where the, like the raptors are like trying to get into the kitchen or whatever. It's like, man, if they had opposable thumbs, you'd be fucked. But the fact that they're like clawing at the door <laughs> frame and like trying to use the handle like they don't understand, like that's buying you. That's the only thing buying you time is because it does not have opposable thumbs. Yeah. 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 It can't grab a hold of the <laughs> handle. So that that's the thing. Keep. Yeah. Keeping you alive. With the Tariki Fox, they can turn that door handle. They can come in if they want to. And so, like we were saying, in areas where they're hunted, their average lifespan may only be three years. Older Tariki Fox might um, might become wiser and have more tools at their disposal and maybe even be a little larger, just more clever in general. And they will get away from those areas where they're being hunted and find other ways because they are more clever than the smaller younger pups but then they will come back when when the hunts die down because the tariki fox are are put at bay those older ones will come back with new families new young families back into an area and do their thing again one of the one of the things that um they really like to do especially as they grow older and become more and more clever is they like to shadow people in their territory 
and in their dens and all around their dens and the, their lair because they do have a lair action will be just completely crisscrossed with paths and it's meant to be difficult to find your way paths that come to an end paths that crisscross one another paths that lead back on themselves and keep you in the area those are intentionally made by the Tariki Fox to get people lost. And they like to shadow people who are lost in their territory, always looking for an opportunity or an easy target. And they can easily wait you out. And so that, that, kind of, that can be another way that you can create adventure or encounters is that someone picks up that you're being followed, but you can't. You can't ever see it because they have an excellent stealth. Their stealth, I believe, is a five or six. True. It is a five, plus five. So they have excellent stealth. They have a great perception. So they, they know you're in their territory. They know they're, they can climb the trees. They can be all above and around you and come and go as they please very quietly while you're lost in their territory. But if they get attacked and those forces outnumber you, you're all of a sudden lost in the territory and they have the lair action that they can activate on the roll on initiative count of 20 so basically right near the top of the order they can do this they can cause a 20 foot radius of obscuring mist to emanate inwardly from all around the encounter so all around your group a fog cloud a level one spell comes in and just completely obscures the area while it's stealthing its way out we won what do I what did I get for these beautiful looking creatures that I just, I just took down in battle? <laughs> Stuff. Well, they like to hoard small, pretty objects. Occasionally, the a Tariki fox is found with backpack, canteen, water skin, other tools that humanoids might use that the Tariki fox is actually using. But almost always, they'll be using it in some strange way. Like they may use a backpack as a nest. That's where they're keeping their young in. Or they might use the canteen um, as a piss pot or something. They're, they're always doing strange things with it. Or they may even actually catch on that the, the canteen or water skin is used for water. But they may keep it around for a different reason. Or they may fill it with urine to spray it at you. You know, they might that. They're, they're tricky. They're weird. They're strange little creatures. Uh, you be the you make them quirky and strange in some way. Some it's easy to give the Tariki fox a personality if you want to make this a low level encounter. A small family unit of Tariki foxes might be great for maybe four or five third level characters to come across. I don't know five of them. It'd be a great fight. It'd be a difficult encounter having that crisscrossing paths and their layers with the. Uh, with the fog cloud effects. And this thing could easily um, pick somebody off and have them talking from the shadows, saying things, sounding like other people. Because if they're going to talk to you and they're going to try to lure you in, they're going to use at first, only they're going to try to make it so only one person hears and they might draw that person away. They may use a child's voice. They, they may not know exactly what they're saying, but they know what works. If they have a phrase that they use that works to lure somebody away from the rest of the group, they'll use it again and again. Because they know that typically works. 
and they are clever enough to know that different types of people might respond to different types of phrases. So they may have a, a, a handful of phrases that they use regularly, or they might be trying something new. And that's up to you as the dungeon master to, to figure out what kind of personality does this Tariki Fox has. Is he, is, does, does he have a, an asshole personality? Is he, is he playful? Is he, is he old, wise, and he's trying to get as much as he can? You know, you be, you be the judge as a dungeon master. When you put this into your campaign, you figure that out because you can really make these guys unique. You can really make them an interesting encounter at low levels. Thanks for listening to this episode of the D&D 420 podcast. For everything D&D 420 related, check out dnd420.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at D&D 420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.